Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Lovesame! Mike Smith! A game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl, right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL Overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Alter Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America-wide? Yeah, Digitex does. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Scott joining you on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, why, oh, why, Brendan Escott, did we open up with that Queen Classic? Well, the Queen bass player John Deacon born on this day in 1951, Bob. 
Uh, there you go. So that would make him, what, 69 years of age. Did you know, Brendan, uh, and we can discuss this on our Ashley Fine Floors text line with our listeners today at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. That that was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers theme song circa about, 19, I'm thinking about 1980-81. I'd have to think of what year that song came out. But it was, de- and it, the the song had a bit of a reputation for being a bad luck charm for teams. Like teams would go with that song as their song. It was referring to, you know, another win, another one bites the dust. And subsequent to that, uh, the teams would in- endure a little bit of failure. And we bring up Winnipeg, of course. Yesterday, Dale Dale Howardchuk passed away at the age of 57. And I would suggest to you. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but for a lot of fans in Alberta, like, you know what? Uh, you know, you're, you're an Oilers or a Flames fan if you're in Edmonton or Calgary or whatever the case. Um, but a lot of Oilers and Flames fans don't like the Vancouver Canucks. And, and part of it has to do with the fact that, uh, you know, the Canucks were a team that, uh, there, there was a rivalry there uh, between, uh, you know, and Vancouver was better, frankly, than Edmonton and Calgary for a bunch of years in the late 2000s and the early 2010s. Of course, they went to the Stanley Cup final in 2011. And I remember that year, a lot of fans were cheering for Boston over uh, Vancouver. If you're an, if you're a proud Edmontonian, you know, there, there's people that use the term ABC, anybody but Calgary. Uh, judging uh, by the vitriol that comes out sometimes of the airwaves out of Calgary, I, I think at times there's, you know, the, Edmonton's been the city that's had five Stanley Cup championships in seven years, five Grey Cups in a row, even though the Stampeders have been a better organization than EE uh, team over about the last 15 years. Um, there's always been a, a healthy amount of dislike for the opposition cities in that Battle of Alberta. But Winnipeg, and I thought of this yesterday uh, with the passing of Dale Howardchuk, you know, Dale Howardchuk was a great player. I mean, he was the, the for his first 10 years in the league, and I think Jason Greger tweeted this out yesterday, the second highest player in the league, scoring-wise, next to Wayne Gretzky in the entire NHL during that stretch. Um, and I can remember being a guy in my teens and early 20s watching the Jets in the mid-1980s, uh, and, you know, they beat Calgary twice, and they probably had a top-five team in the league at least twice at that time. But because Winnipeg lost their team and then got back in the NHL, I think for a lot of people out there, the Winnipeg Jets, at least in Western Canada, they might be a bit like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, where they're the second uh, second favorite team for uh, people out there. But I think of that song, Queen, and that was definitely the Bombers theme song back in the day. we got a jam-packed show, lots to get to. Uh, we're going to go down a little bit different path as well coming up here momentarily but uh, brian lawton uh, from the nhl network at 1235 uh david staples from the cult of hockey at 105 john shannon our nhl insider at 135 uh, you can reach us at any time on the river Cree resort and casino hotline 7804960063 the river Cree back up and at them with over 1350 slot machines multiple dining options including the brand new italia the river Cree resort and casino excitement bet on it uh brendan just before and we will do nhl today in the first half hour of the show did you get a chance to watch uh, Dallas and Calgary yesterday uh, not enough of the game as I would have liked but boy Calgary looks like a different team without uh, without Kachuk on the ice in my opinion yeah they do and uh, five games now in a lat series and it's not like Dallas is lighting it up offensively they've struggled all year Dallas has also had their number one goalie only be available for one of the five games in the series I mean Ben Bishop's their number one guy um, 
and Hudobin's a really good number two, but he's not Ben Bishop. So Dallas can't score. They're up 3-2 in the series. Do you know which two forwards do not have an even strength point through the first five games of that series? And the answer would be Johnny Goodrow and Sean Monaghan. And, uh, you know, it speaks to the goaltending that Cam Dalbert's brought for Calgary. He's made some stops. They've got support scoring. Bennett's been very good for the Flames. Uh, but when you, when you think of Calgary, you think of Johnny Goodrow and, and Sean Monaghan. And if they lose this series and those guys can't break through, that's, you know, we had this discussion a bit with Speck over the last couple of weeks. Like, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle, they scored. That's what they're supposed to do. And they combined for, what, eight goals in the series against uh, Chicago. And Edmonton's issue was they couldn't keep enough out. But those guys both ended up plus players. In the case of Gooder Monahan, they got to come through and, and contribute offensively in order for Calgary to end up ultimately winning that series. We're going to go into our Oilers Now Audio Vault. It is brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. I asked James Myrtle uh, from The Athletic. He heads up The Athletic for Canada. Is also uh, one of the beat guys in Toronto and the Maple Leafs. And he had this to say on whether uh, he thinks the Leafs would look at trading for a guy like uh, Adam Larson of the Oilers. Maybe. I, I don't think that that would be the Leafs' top option. Um, I think that they would probably be trying to aim a little bit higher, but... You know, Tyson Berry also wasn't their top option. I mean, there were other trades that fell through last year. That so, you know, sometimes you can't you can't always get what you want. You know, especially when you're looking for a right shot defenseman. So I I don't mind Adam Larson. I mean, I think he potentially be you know an upgrade over what they had this year. And um, it'll be interesting if they put someone like Kapanen on the open market what they can get. I know there's a lot of teams that are really interested in him. You know, he's big, he's fast, he's a great penalty killer. He just Kapanen's had a hard time being a complimentary player with really high-end skill players. You know, he has a hard, his his vision is such that he has a hard time finding guys like Austin Matthews or John Tavares when they're in position to score. Um, so Kapanen might kind of top out as a third-line guy. I mean, it depends on the makeup of your team. But he, he really plays in straight lines. And, uh, you know, he only had 13 goals this season. And, you know, it's... It's hard to say if he's at his ceiling or not, but I wonder if they trade him just because other teams would would find him more valuable than he potentially is to the Leafs. Well, in the case of Kappen, I mean, the Leafs have got a couple other forwards that are emerging here, uh, Pierre Engvall, along with Mikheyev, uh, both bigger guys, ranger guys, clearly can play top nine roles. I watched every single goal that Kasperi Kapanen scored in his NHL career. He scores a lot off the rush, doesn't score a lot off the cycle. And that was one of the criticisms. Uh, you know, and it comes with the territory when you're in a market like Edmonton that knows hockey uh, with Dave Tippett is he had a line with Nugent Hopkins, Drysaddle, and Yamamoto that could score off cycles. And in playoff time, you have to be able to score off the cycle. Uh, that just kind of, because you're not going to get chance after chance off the rush. The one thing Kaplan can do is kill penalties. He's also fast. Now, for Adam Larson, the uh, goalposts have moved a bit for players like him. Like he's he's like a four point two million dollar cap hit in his last year. Definitely, in my opinion, a second pairing right shot defenseman. Just not a guy that's an elite puck mover. Uh, my guess is Larson's going to be a player that ends up getting 
three to three and a half in a in his next contract and i i do believe he wants to continue playing in the national hockey league for at least uh you know three or four more years so um i'm going to be intrigued to see what happens because i think the order's got to find a way i mean they, they can just simply change the nature and make up of their defense by moving along a guy like bouchard and having bouchard in their top six next season um even though in fairness to matt benning and chris russell if we looked at say jones and bouchard as the third pairing Chris Russell, in my opinion, was the Oilers' best player in the playoffs. And Matt Benning has been serviceable in his role. Uh, but those guys made $6 bucks next year. I don't know maybe if the Oilers have to find a way to rework some money, given the fact that we're not going to have a salary cap increase carrying forward. Mark Spector uh, for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta was on the show yesterday as well. He had this to say on which of the Oilers' defense he would consider trading and why. Uh, I wouldn't move Clefbaum just because of the cap situation you're in right now. I mean, I think everything we're talking about here is tempered by the by money, by the cap, Bob. Right? They signed a new CBA that's, that's the cap's not supposed to go up for the next two or three years to try to recover from all the money lost last season. Well, what's going to happen, Bob, if, if two-thirds of the league can't have fans next season? How long are they going to have to keep the cap level to, to try to catch up on revenues from last season and next season, right? So the point I'm making is there's no money to go around for a long time here, potentially for a flat cap for four or five years, maybe. You know, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So that just takes a player like Clefbaum makes him so uber valuable. You know, no one's saying he's the best player in the world or any of that. He's a nice player. He's filling in pretty well for the Oilers. He takes first over you know, first defensive minutes. But at that price tag, you're just you cannot trade that player at that price tag. He's an absolute bargain. You can't trade him. So you know, to me the the pending UFA after next season would be uh would be Adam Larson. I think you have you know, maybe by the time next season's over, you got a right-hand D and uh, Bouchard that's ready to, to take up some minutes on your on your top six. Uh, Caleb Jones, I think, is ready to start to make an impact here. I guess what I'm trying to say, Bob, is Colorado did make a bunch of huge trades and brought in a whole bunch of players all at the same time, and that those that's not happening in Edmonton. Ken Holland is is making small incremental gains here. There are no giant trades here. All right, and part of the problem for Holland in terms of orchestrating giant trades is the fact that he's got limited cap space, and it's very quiet right now as uh, teams wait uh, to, to see situations. Obviously, it's going to pick up at the the draft, and I would suggest to you this will be... I don't mean to be the guy to go out there and uh, play the old, pervert, the most dramatic rose ceremony of all time uh, from The, the Bachelor, because it always seemed like coming up next, the most, you know, it's going to be the biggest and baddest trade deadline. It's going to be crazier. You know, lots of stuff's going to happen. I, I do think this is going to be a really intriguing offseason just because of the fact that there's, we have a flat cap. Uh, you know, St. Louis is going to want to resign Alex Petrangelo. They're going to have to move some money out. Tampa Bay is going to have to extend some guys. They're going to move some money out with some other players. Uh, the New York Islanders got to get Barzell and Pulak signed. Um, so that means there's going to be some movement there as well. So keep that in mind. We don't often do this, but uh, yesterday, uh, Matthew Black, who does a terrific job uh, covering COVID for uh, CTV, uh, tweeted out something, and it sort of caught my eye because, as as some of you would know, I uh, I do care about international soccer, and Champions League's been playing uh, 
Uh, yesterday was one of the two semifinals, and today is the second one, which involves uh, Edmonton's Alfonso Davies, who has emerged into stardom. Uh, I mean, he walked Barcelona uh, last week, and as uh, uh, Bayern Munich beat uh, Barcelona 8-2, giving uh, Barcelona the worst loss they've had in, like, I don't know, 50 years, and that's in a Champions League game. Uh, so... Bayern Munich plays today against uh, uh, a French team, Lyon. And yesterday, PSG was playing RB Leipzig, uh, which is owned. RB Leipzig is owned by Red Bull, and uh, PSG is owned by uh, the Qataris. This is Richie Sadler. He is an Irish football pundit, and suffice to say. This isn't your sort of everyday commentary that you might get out there on a sporting event. Check this out. They are very unpopular for, for very understandable reasons. Um, I think one way of looking at Leipzig from abroad is you look in and think, you know, young manager, really energetic style of football, lovely story. They've come from nowhere in a very short period of time. But if you look at how they've done it, they've, whatever word you want to use, have either sidestepped or trampled over the membership rules that are dealt, uh, that are treated very seriously in German football. So um, the the importance of fans having a voice in the club, it's, it's not considered here. So... Um, Everyone in Germany is wishing them failure because if this model does well, you can think, well, who's going to follow them? It's basically a marketing strategy for a drinks brand. That's what this club exists as. Um, And PSG, far worse, is their run by regime, which faces allegation of anything from torturing journalists to imprisoning gay people, a host of other human rights abuses. So if you approach a game of football and see the result as a vindication or a validation of the behaviour of the owners or of the club. Maybe this is not the game for you. They are very... Uh, you don't hear that kind of stuff every day, do you? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, you're, you're, you're flicking on looking for a little bit. So, you know, what did you think? You know, should they gone 4-3-3? Three, three? Like, <laughs> discussing the tactics of the game. That is some... Uh, and I am not a PSG fan. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, so, it's uh, and it's crazy in terms of... You know, we we live in our myopic world and care about, uh, you know, if you're from Edmonton and I'm from Edmonton and I grew up watching the Oilers and the Eskimos and they're now called the EE Football Club and the U of A Golden Bears. And, uh, you know, I have little index cards for the Oilers and Bakersfield and uh, the Alberta Golden Bears hockey team and all that kind of stuff uh, and the Oil Kings as well. Um, but I keep an eye on international soccer, and it's a big day today uh, on that front. That is, uh, well, uh, that is some uh, strong high-end uh, <laughs> intellect. Being, yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Uh, let's uh, head off to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. Back at the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. All right, well, Vegas mounted a comeback last night, sweeping the series against Chicago, a 4-3 victory there. They are the first team to move into the second round of the playoffs. Dallas went up 3-2 over Calgary. Montreal is now down three games to one against Philly in that series after Sherwood Park's Carter Hart secured a second straight shutout. Another elimination game five in that series this evening. In six playoff starts this year, Carter Hart is 5-1 with a 1.24 goals against average and a 9.58 save percentage. Boston and Colorado and Tampa can all move on with wins today. And that's before the Canucks and Blues battle it out in game five in the nightcap. Tampa with a one, no, they're trailing by a goal right now.
right now to Columbus, who's hanging on. Uh, Washington Capitals signing former top goaltending prospect Zach Fucali to a one-year, two-way deal. It's worth seventy-five, uh, or sorry, seven hundred and fifty thousand at the NHL level. Twenty-five-year-old spent last season with the ECHL's Orlando Solar Bears and has won gold at the Ivan Holenka, the World Juniors, and then two Spangler Cups. Remember, he was Montreal's second rounder, thirty-sixth overall back in twenty thirteen. One other note: Dallas signing standout North Northeastern Huskies defenseman Ryan Shea to a two-year entry-level deal. He was Chicago's fourth rounder in 2015. 31 points in 34 games there. Uh, best second-round picks over the last five or six years. Uh, one of them is a goalie, Carter Hart. Alex DeBrickett was a pretty good second-round pick by Chicago, 40-goal scorer. Sebastian Ajo of the Carolina Hurricanes. Haji has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I agree with you. Uh, relative to the Oilers fans liking the Jets, which is ironic since Winnipeg is the only team Edmonton had to go through in each of their Stanley Cup years, you would think that some form of rivalry should have been a byproduct of that. Well, I, I think for Winnipeg fans, I, I think it's more of an issue because they had no chance. I mean, uh, Dale Howard Chuck was the Jets' best player, but the Oilers had, you know, on top of Wayne Gretzky, they had six other Hall of Famers in their lineup. Uh, but I, I think a lot of people in, in Alberta realize how fortunate we were uh, in Edmonton and Calgary not to have lost their teams to the States. And I think a lot of people in Alberta were really happy that Winnipeg got back in the mix in 2011. And so I do believe there's been a lot of uh, support for the. I get the impression there's there are a lot of fans out there in the Edmonton market that like the Winnipeg Jets. Bob, what about Mike Hoffman? Don't know if you can afford him. Uh, he can certainly shoot the pill. There's no question about that. Um, I'll throw one at you. What about Brendan Gallagher? Like the Montreal, like Kirk Muller comes in and benches Brendan Gallagher. Like the guy, the guy's had like 40 shots on goal and he hasn't scored. The laws of averages suggest when a guy scores as close to the net as Gallagher is, often with his goals. I mean, he's he had back-to-back 30 goal seasons before this this season, which is a pause year. Logic dictates he's going to get one, and he's always around the net. Uh, you know, if they're not happy with him there, I can think of about 30 different NHL teams that would be. All right, 1227 in Edmonton again. Uh, that is NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist, head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. I went down and saw uh, Drew and Gordon, the gang at Elite Today, and uh, they've been great supporters of amateur sport uh, for uh, decades here in this city. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy. We'll come back with Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.